0: This episode is brought to you by the generosity of our listeners. Not every idea is meant to last forever. So how do you know when it's time to say goodbye to that bold idea? That's what Armin and I will talk about today in this episode. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Welcome to the Bold Idea Podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates. Along with Armin Asadi. And we're here to help you put your faith to work and to bring your bold ideas to life. And sometimes those bold ideas need to not have a life anymore, Or to have a different life. That's right. So we're going to talk about how to break up with your girlfriend. (laughs) Your bold idea. This is the. This is a. It's not you. It's me. Episode. (laughs)
1: That's so true.
0: (laughs) Have you ever done that in a breakup? Uh, No, I think uh, you know. I was always the one that I was on the broken side of the breakup oh,
1: okay. <laughs> the
0: funny part was i've
1: done it before and i didn't realize i was doing it <laughs> and then the person on the other end goes did you just do the it's not you it's me routine <laughs> and i have to think about it ah like, uh, yeah yeah i guess i yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to do it with our idea.
0: Yeah, so this is uh this is a time where we talk about you know, we've been spending a lot of episodes and we talk to a lot of great guests and we're always asking about their next bold idea, or we're talking about a bold idea they've had. And we've we've talked a lot about how to nurture and grow and build and And discern your bold idea. But what about a bold idea when it comes time to take a rest? And uh, so there are times when we need to decide, has this thing run its course? Or am I at a point where I need to move on from the bold idea itself? So we want to talk about that today.
1: Yeah. And it's not going to be easy because there might be somebody listening who's going to look at us and say, why are you raining on my parade? We're not. <laughs> We're just poking the sleeping
0: bear. <laughs> We're just helping you analyze whether you need to say goodbye or not. That's all. Exactly. And I think many of us are, I mean, I know it's, it's easy to get an idea in mind and, and you start pursuing something. And it's really hard to let go of because you're used to it. It's become yeah. your baby. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was doing some consulting work with a client, um, he had me looking at why his software product was not selling the way he had expected it to. Mm. And he started talking about his product and we were outlining what it was all about. And he said, so tell me what you think of my product idea. And in fact, it wasn't the market, but he said, so it was more than an idea, Mm -hmm. but he had lived with this for 10 years. I mean, this was like his whole life was devoted to this thing. And he said, tell me what you think of this. And I said, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think because I'm not the buyer, right? What we need Mm -hmm. to find out is what the buyers think about it. Yeah. And he said, but this is my baby, And I want to know what you think of it, you know, and it was, Mm. you could tell he was so integrated into the idea and the thing that he invested time in that he was emotionally connected to it. Yeah. So anything that you say about it became something you said about him. (sighs) And and so that's that happens. It's oh, easy for time. us to get in, an idea that we run with and we've been pushing on it so hard it's such a great idea and at some point in time we have to decide is this idea my idea or is it me you know. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a good discussion here that we need to have.
1: I mean, I think what you're laying out even is the uh, precursor to this conversation, which would probably tie into one piece of simple advice, which is, hey, whatever you're launching, whatever you're creating, whatever you're developing, it's not your identity. (laughs) It's a project. That's right. It's usually, for the most part, not permanent. It's temporary. It's failure. It's success is not tied to you. And uh, just hold it with an
0: open hand. Yeah. And that's why it's hard to have a conversation about when it's time to let go. Because um, if we're really invested in the thing that we're doing, which is presumably comes from something birthed inside of us, it does feel like a child. And it does feel like you're having to let go of a child and letting go of a child is not an easy thing to do.
1: Right. And the more people you
0: process it with. And yeah, I hear that. So where do you start on a conversation like this? Well, there's the only place I can start, I think, I mean, are with the experiences that I've had. Yep. And as I've thought about this topic, there have been four different ways in which I've needed to say or decided that it's time to say goodbye to an idea that I've had or, or something that I've worked on sure. and have felt that same kind of emotional attachment to. Yeah. You know. What were they? Oh, well, the first one and the most frequent one is when I lose energy for it. Hmm. You know, and I think I counsel people when they're looking at whether an idea is right for them is to continue, and we've talked about this many times, continue to test the idea to see does it energize them? Because I believe that the way in which God wires us to do what he wants us to do will be reflected in the energy that we have toward it. You know, if we're doing the thing that makes us come alive, like Eric Little said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Yeah, That was his way of saying, that's what I'm wired to do. And Mm -hmm. when I do that, I feel his pleasure. And so when we feel that energy and we feel that pleasure, we know that's something for it. When it's no longer there, and we've checked the engine lights, it's not just because we're fatigued, right. you know. Because sometimes that's you, what I was about. To yeah, ask. I mean, yeah. It, it's oftentimes that that happens. We won't feel the energy from what we are really good at, just because we're so tired. Yeah. But if you check the engine, and, and it's like the engine's working. I mean, I'm getting enough rest. I'm. It's not a fatigue thing, but it's a persistent loss of energy. Then that's a really good. Time to know that it's probably time to say goodbye to whatever it is you're working on.
1: So, am I reading uh, what you're saying correctly? That a loss of energy is uh, loss of motivation. You're it's not something you're excited
0: about every time you work on it. It's something. Yeah, I think. I think the fast way to say this is you've lost your why. You know, you don't yeah. really have the why you're continuing to do this. It it, it carries less and less meaning. Mm. You know, I love what Barbara Sher said in one of her books. She talks about uh, bumblebee. And she says, you know, if you look at bumblebees, they go from flower to flower to flower. And it's not like they're being uh, flighty, <laughs> if I can use that word. Yeah. But they're being very purposeful. It's just that once they've, they leave a flower once they've gotten what they need from it. And that's the nectar. So she said, what we need to discover in each of our lives is what's the nectar that we came to that flower for. Oh, and, that's good. and once you've gotten that nectar, then the energy around it or the desire, the why to stay on the flower for that bumblebee is gone. Yeah. The, you know, you've gotten what you came for. Yeah. And when we look at the ideas that we have and the things that we are investing ourselves into, we have to ask ourselves the why that we're there. And if mm. the why no longer provides that, then, you know, it's time to move on. You know, for me, there have been a couple of occasions where, you know, in one case, I was the chairman of the National Coalition of Ministries to Men. Now, as an organization I was passionate about and felt a lot of energy around, was doing a lot. But once I was there doing that for five or six years, I started to lose my why for it. Yeah, My ministry focus in my with my other personal work and my other ministry was less and less aligned. Mm. So that was part of the reason for the why. But also, as I think you know, I'm very much wired for the beginnings of things. Yeah, you're a builder. The high change environments. Mm -hmm. I am not a maintainer. Mm -hmm. And after I've been somewhere for a while, that's just like, the energy gets lost for me yeah you're yeah you basically become a project manager with a leadership title yeah and several are. i mean many people are wired to do that they're wired to that's where they get their energy they're wired to make things continually better and to maintain i'm not one of those i'm much more either a startup or a turnaround kind of person where there's a huge amount of risk and a huge amount of change and that's me that's the I just kind of groove on that um, yeah. because the the risk profile is what I it's I'm just kind of skating on the edge. It applies the adrenaline. And it's uh, it it really motivates me. When that's not there, when those dynamics aren't there, I start to lose energy for it. Yeah, especially
1: when you're trying to make things more efficient or cut cost or yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it does require someone that's brilliant, but it's not life giving by any stretch of an imagination for me either. Yeah, yeah. I'm with so you.
0: recognizing how God's wired you looking for where the energy is at, and when that energy starts to dissipate, that's a good reason to think, maybe it's time for me to give up my bold idea here. Was Amnion the same thing for you as the... Yeah, Men's Amnion ministry. was a crisis pregnancy center that I started and uh you know after it got started and it got going it started to get into maintenance mode my interest in it while I still have a profound love for that ministry because I started it it's my baby you know I, <laughs> I, I I started it with another woman and we had we uh, had a board that that came together And that ministry really took off Mm. so much so that it really didn't need my skill sets anymore. It didn't need the startup skill set. It needed the maintainer, the grower, the the person who's going to improve, put the processes in place, do the expansion stuff and do all that. That was already like, uh, it just felt like work to me. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't feel like fun. It it removed the risk, so it's not that fun anymore. I get that. Have you had a time where that's been true for you, where you see Uh, the energy dissipate? Yeah, you know,
1: um, it's definitely happened in ministry uh, a few times um, because I love the outcome and I liked, uh, I liked, that's an understatement. I, I loved being a part of people's lives. And I'm really good behind the scenes, but I got so far behind the scenes that I didn't have much human contact hmm. anymore. And even though the outcomes were there, just didn't click. It didn't feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's not great to make decisions on feeling, but I just, I just wasn't energized. You know, I, I had to force my way through the day. I just wasn't motivated and it was just kind of a,
0: all right, let's just get it done you know, yeah. I think anytime you say that, you know, let's just let's just get it done. Yep. That's generally a good sign that you've emotionally detached from what it is that you. And- why not turn that bold idea over to somebody who does care, yeah. you know, as opposed to holding on to it just because you might have started it and it might be something that you've had a lot of vested interest in the past. We change, we grow, mm-hmm. yeah. and we develop as people. That doesn't mean that we're always going to carry the same degree of energy for a project. And, and an idea grows, too. Yeah. It, 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 it takes on a different form and it might need a different caretaker. Yeah. I think the key is kind of what you said at the beginning, which is this is not something where we own the idea. We are stewards of an idea. And, uh, and, and really, you know, our obedience is to God, not to the idea.
1: I, I think you should say that again, because that's, that's, when I heard that the first time, that was something that was very convicting and encouraging all at the same time. So I think it's worth saying that one more time.
0: Well, let me say it a little differently okay. and see if this sticks. When we come up with an idea, because we love the idea so much, we become loyal to the idea. and We want to see it succeed. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, our loyalty is not to an idea. It's to a king. Yeah. And the king's given us the gift to steward that idea. Yeah. so there are times when that idea is going to grow differently than we are yeah and and we, we may not grow together. we might grow apart You're right And that's when it's time to say goodbye. And usually a good way to see that is when you lose your energy and that's that that's one of the telltale signs for mm-hmm. me. Right.
1: And and here's here's one piece I would add to that is I I, I think there's, at at least I'll speak for myself. There are times where it's time to say goodbye and uh, I have this thought or feeling or whatever you want to call it where I feel like I'm giving up or I am failing or that this is as good as it's going to get and I'm giving up the good life for something worse. It's just a lot of false Assumptions. Mm-hmm. you know And I think that's what takes it down a path that I never wanted to go, but it's pretty consistent.
0: <laughs> well, that's related to the number two thing that I see and experience in my life was when a bolder idea comes along. You know, you only have time to make room for so many ideas in your life mm-hmm. and so many things you can give your attention to. And, you know, as so I have that T-shirt that has so many ideas, so a little time on it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I can't possibly turn on all the light bulbs at the same time. You know, as much as I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. The reality is... I can turn them on in different degrees, and I can turn them on at different times, but they can't all be all on full blast at the same time. Yeah, you know, I can twenty four hours a day, twenty four hours a day. You <laughs> even know, it when just, it
1: doesn't need to be on, yeah. the sun is shining. <laughs> you
0: know, I don't even think God chooses to do that, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So the thing is, is that God will give us greater ideas because we're changing, we're evolving, we're growing as people right and well Well, hopefully we are (laughs) you know hopefully the leaning into and pursuing a bold idea is actually growing you as a person right Right. and i think Mm -hmm. that's the whole idea of doing it if it's a bold idea it's going to stretch you. That's the whole idea of a bold idea rather than just an idea. Right. Is that it stretches us. And, and so at some point in time, though, we might outgrow that idea and there might be something more bold that God wants to give to us in this, as an assignment. Yeah. And we need to think about our idea as kind of a training ground, mm. you know, and that, that it's equipping us to develop a skill set. The idea, as great as it is that you might be pursuing, may be preparation to something even better. And so holding our hands open and not clutching it uh, with the idea that maybe this is just a stepping stone to something greater, I think opens up huge possibilities. And I think it's one of the things that frees us to say, oh, okay, well, I can keep this open and I can say goodbye to this idea because I'm actually saying hello Hmm. to something bigger. Yeah, I think it's that
1: whole thing um, the Bible talking about that. God will take us to glory, to glory, to glory. Yeah. Um, But it's weird because the humanistic thought process is that if I've experienced glory in a season, the next thing God's going to do is not more glory. It's going to be something bad, something negative, uh, something I don't want to do. He's going to ask me to slow down. I don't want to slow down. I want to speed up. All these things that convince that I'm not going to do better than where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give it up, you know? And yeah. it's just like, man, uh, I don't know how many times I've gone through that process. And it's amazing that 100% of the time I've been wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. because even if the immediate transition to the next season isn't pretty, isn't whatever that I'm hoping it to be, it always turns out better than it was. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz sometimes mm-hmm. you just man, it's you, a divorce.
0: It is. And and you can only see the pain that's in front of you, not the new platform that you might be going to or the new ground that you might be standing on, no. but might be a better way to say You can only feel the crumbling of the ground beneath your feet that you're on, not the steadiness of the ground that you're moving to, right? Yep. And um, I just shut down a software company that I was a CEO of this year. Uh, and vocabulary, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and it it was with mixed emotions that I did that. There was a part of like, okay, it was the the consequences of the marketplace and some of the dynamics of the technology and our clients kind of drove us to that as an easy decision to make versus the investment that it would have taken to do an alternate path. When we looked at all the options, we decided, no, let's just shut it down. Hmm. And yet there was a part of me that was remorseful. There was a part of me that was remorseful because I saw that this thing had potential, but I also saw that I had this sense of obligation to make it have potential only because I was the CEO of it and that's my responsibility. Right. Right, getting back to the energy thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm shutting this down, but I'm also realizing as I'm doing this, the other side of that mixed emotion was, you know, even though that wasn't occupying a lot of my actual time, it was occupying a lot of my headspace. Mm. And it was causing me to think about things that I could or should have done with that business. Wow. Freeing myself of that gives me the opportunity to focus it on other areas right now that God is having me, I think, work on. And it's like just getting rid of mental baggage. It's the, the how many things do we have in our lives that are just like, you know, get rid of the long hairy tail of that thing that's hanging around in your brain. Mm. The should, ought, could, do... Right. And just say, let's just say goodbye to that. Let's mm-hmm. just say no to the stuff that's just hanging out there. Even if it doesn't take a lot of time, it still occupies mental bandwidth. Mm. And that mental bandwidth is the stuff that's telling you, well, it should occupy more time. <laughs> you know, Because right. you still got that responsibility. It, it, it doesn't take a lot of time, but maybe it should. You know? right. And even entertaining that question is detrimental to pursuing a better thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it distracts you from what your primary focus is and um anything that takes time away from what God like you said has in front of you at the end of the day all it's doing is disadvantaging you, not helping you because you're trying to make something successful that God doesn't want you to focus that energy on or you might not even want to put your energy into it and just yeah, it just sucks you away from everything else. <laughs> There's no logic to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hey all this is Armin and Larry here. just want to thank you for being a part of our podcast journey here at the Bold Idea Podcast. And uh, we would love to remain a ad-free podcast. So if this is a podcast that you're enjoying and would love to keep it ad-free, please go to boldideapodcast.com forward slash donate and help us keep it
0: ad-free. And this was not an ad. Well, you know how, how hard it is to, to talk about the two that we've just talked about, right? Whether you've lost your energy or whether another bold idea comes along because we're separating what we're currently doing to something else. These next two things that, I, that I've seen in my own life, I mean, are even harder to grab hold of. This next one is um, when somebody else can do a better chop. Yeah. You know, that's a great time to decide it's time to move on. Yeah. But it's also a really hard revelation to come to. You know, for many of us, because we want to like think, hey, this was my idea. This was the thing that I birthed. And yet, right. maybe somebody else can come along and, and do that better.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or maybe that I'm only called to play a small role in this. Sure. Right. And that again is, you know, we, we need to hold the ideas as a training ground, not a proving ground.
1: Oof. You know? That's
0: good. We've got to make sure <laughs> that really we're, good. We're, we're learning from it, yeah. not trying to get our ego stroked by it. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is one of those areas that I feel like is that it's actually a strength of mine. I know that's shocking to hear me say something positive about myself, but for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know if it was the way I was mentored or whatever it was, but uh, when, when it comes to that, it's always my goal. When I take a leadership role, I always want to figure out and find out who can do this better than me and bring them into it because somehow someone or several people have convinced me when you can find or identify the person that can do it better than you and empower them to do it better than you. And when you look around the room of people that you're meeting with and you're the dumbest guy in that room, that's a sign of success, not failure. And they they beat that into my head. And now it's just, I, I think I walk into everything with that mindset where- where that used to be one of the most difficult things for me where it's now i somebody's helped me understand no that that that's what success looks like that's not what yep. failure looks like and it's
0: made it so much easier for well you me. got you got smart counsel there you know when yeah, you could, probably when you, you can <laughs> no it wasn't actually <laughs> see when i when i started out when i was in my youth <laughs> I don't go any further than that. <laughs> but you know it wasn't it wasn't so much about how can I be the dumbest person in the room, you know, it's it because you're 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 looking to make somebody brighter than sure. you are, you know. Yeah. That's that's basically the question you're asking. But the question I always asked was how can I be the dumbest person in the room? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> More of a shaming version yeah, yeah. of the same question, you know. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that I found is, I think you and I have talked about this before, at least if not on Bold Idea, we've talked about it on the Reinvent Me podcast where, you know, I've always kind of wondered, should I go into full-time pastoring work, right? And yeah. And it's been recently that I've realized, no, my job as I do transitional pastoring work is to prepare it for the next person. Yeah. And, and that's and that's enough, mm. you know, because I'd actually go crazy, I think, yeah. for all the reasons that we talked about before. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. I can guarantee you'd go nuts. <laughs> well, I would go, I would go crazy. But it took me a while to allow myself the freedom to say my contribution starts and ends at a certain period of time. Hmm. As opposed to saying, because I I think I kind of get into this obligation role that you take on something, you see it to the end. Well, that was what I grew up with, right? You 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 finish a thing you start. Yeah. (laughs) Except, don't look at any of my projects (laughs) around the house. (laughs) It's true, right? I know, I know, I'm <laughs> But You, you know, you, so you got this obligation that you finish the thing you can start in such a strong mantra that, that we don't actually define what finish means. Mm. You know, we think finish means that you're never done.
1: Yeah. As like you write the end at the end of the story and that's the only way you have finished. Right. Yeah. And
0: and so I think the whole idea of pursuing a bold idea is to define what the finish line looks like. Hmm. You know, even before you start on the is to say, well, what is success here? When do I decide I've gotten my nectar and it's time to move on? Yeah. You know? and, it, and it's and it's okay
1: that you don't know it ahead of time. Yeah. And it's okay that three months down the line, the finish line might look different. And Correct. then three months after that might look different. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that.
0: Yeah, but I think part of maturity as we pursue our bold ideas is to to know that it's okay to let it go. Absolutely. Especially letting it go to somebody who can take it on better than you can.
1: Yeah, I'll say what my uh, very gracious mentor said to me. Uh, where I said, well, I know I can do this better. I know I can do this faster. I know I can rally more people to it, and I know I can have better outcomes. And it, it, it was, for the most part, true. Uh-huh. Um, but then he said this, and it, it was a little bit more loving than I'll probably make it sound. But he goes, um, so are you convinced that somehow God has nothing better in store for this thing, I'll keep it anonymous, than you mm-hmm. and I was like well <laughs> I I'm just saying I I don't I I am the best for it right now and it would be bringing it down trying to figure out who else can do it and he said Armin I'll give you a multiple choice question he said is that pride arrogance or stupidity and I, mm. <gasps> and I was like wow. I don't like your <laughs> Is there an all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> It's like this is not pleasant, all right. I don't want to have this conversation,
0: <laughs>
1: but it, I mean, it was it was a really uh, oh, eye opening experience because you know it. What I thought was going to take me a year took me three months because of that conversation because I, I realized, holy cow, I am being extremely arrogant. And, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't feel shame, but I was kind of like, all right, whew, take a deep breath and sh- start going down this path because this is definitely the right path to go. Humble pie. Yep. And it didn't
0: taste good, <laughs> but it ended well. <laughs> <laughs> good enough for a good story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else do you go
1: through typically? Well, the,
0: so the last one that I'd mention is um, is when it's it might be time to say goodbye to your bold idea when it begins to own you. Oh, geez. And you know we've talked about this a little bit already. Yeah, this but, is my downfall. But this is when we have ego that just gets attached to the idea. That the idea then becomes associated with you. You and the idea are synonymous. And the question that we need to really just ask ourselves, as honestly and vulnerably as we can, is who are you apart from the idea itself? Mm. You know, if you, if you don't have if you if you weren't pursuing that idea, if it were take if it were ripped away from you, what would that do to you? You know, how would that cause you to think about yourself? Yeah. And, uh, and how, does, how does your involvement with the idea actually change the way you feel about yourself? You know, it's kind of like if you jump in your van, you feel like a family guy or gal, right? <laughs> you jump in a Maserati, you're going to feel a little bit different, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like <unsafe>. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, likewise, when we jump into an idea, how does that idea feel to us? You know, I actually started a business and I worked in this business and we actually grew it. Actually, it was going quite well. I started this business because somebody convinced me that I'd be a really good CEO of this business and they'd be a really good COO to support me in this business. So we partnered. Hmm. I didn't really give much attention to whether it was even an idea that I liked. It was an idea that I had done before. Hmm. So I was competent and capable. All the things that you just described, yeah, I'm do I can do it. I can probably be the best at doing it, blah, blah, blah. But having somebody come up and then shine a light on me and say, hey, We can really make this go. You're really the person to do it. I'm going to get behind you and support you 100% on this. You got me lock, sink, and barrel. And we'll get this other person in. So three of us were going and we're cranking at it. And I had an epiphany one day about this business. And I realized... This isn't what I wanted to do. <laughs> but you're so good at it.
1: <laughs> but why was I doing
0: it? It was because I was the CEO and I was getting the attention and the affection of the, my partners who were saying, hey, go. And we yeah. were making some money. And it was like, okay, and I'm the CEO. Did I say I was the CEO already? Yeah, I mean, you
1: should say it again because I think, I, I so think because that was a big piece
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So eco-attachment was huge, yeah, right? Yeah. And what I realized was I don't own this idea. This mm. idea owns me. Oof. It becomes something that I am supposed to steward over it, but in fact, it was stewarding over me. It was giving me what I needed at the time, which is just the sense of who I was. I needed to be associated that I'm that chief guy hmm. that's driving this. I'm the key to this. I'm the one. And it fed a part of me that was hungry for that. It fed a part of me that was that needed that kind of affirmation. But it fed an unhealthy part of me and it caused me to go down a path that i spent two years until i i I had this wake up epiphany and and had to confront my partners and said this is not the fit for me wow and i need to move on how'd they take that uh well surprised (laughs) (laughs) well because every every signal i was giving them was the opposite yeah and so it was almost this, you know, I, I had to come to face reality that the thing that it was driving me to do was not bringing out the best in me because mm. I was asking for the worst of it. Mm. And uh, and so it was just something I had to do. It was a very difficult conversation. I remember being very stressed out about it. These are two people that I really cared a lot about, still are friends with today, still do business associations with today, but it still was a painful Painful thing to go through, sure, yeah. you know?
1: And what 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 sparked that? Was it a conversation that helped you realize oh, well, that? Right. Well, was so here a-
0: here's a quick backstory on that. Okay. So this was a business to analyze how software companies perform in how they do their work, and mm. we had Microsoft and others paying us a bunch of money to do this kind of work. But I was at a twins game one time, and I'm sitting there watching the bat the the baseball team, and it's you know, there's not a lot of activity going on in the field. And I noticed this guy a few rows in front of me with one of those scorecard things, just keeping track of runs and hits and errors and all the rest. And I'm looking at that. And I'm going, why does anybody actually do that? I mean, I, with all deference to people that do do that, I don't yeah. understand why you do it. And I yeah. was just sitting there going, why would that even matter? Some guys, there are just keeping track of all these stats. And they're like, does he have like a closet at home with 150 of these <laughs> volumes of book, of games that have been charted out? And what do you do with that? You yeah, know, I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking, what do you do with that? And then it occurred to me, that's exactly what we are doing. We're keeping track of how software companies are doing their business. Yeah. I'm like, I just described the business I'm in, and I like no, I don't want to be tracking other people's stuff. I actually want to be in the game myself. I want right. to be on the field. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy keeping notes about what's on the field. I love know? that. That's a
1: great. Story.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> But you know, here's the funny thing about this, Armin, is in, and it's the funny thing about entrapment with a bold idea, especially as it ties to our identity, just like that mm-hmm. one did, mm-hmm. is that it's it's kind of like that saying about sin, you know, it will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more than you wanna pay. Yeah. You know, and that's one of those things that was true. I did not realize that I would soak up two years of time and two years of energy Mm. pursuing something that was just ego gratification. Mm. And when I did that, so unaware that I was doing that, here's the scary part. It makes me wonder about what I'm doing today that I have yet to get awareness of (laughs) about the things that I'm chasing that are not healthy either. Yeah. You know, so slap me here, get me, get me on the right, they're on the right path, right? Yeah. So that's why it's so important for us to have a healthy view of the ideas that we're pursuing. Because if we don't have a healthy view of the ideas we're pursuing, they become the thing that drives us rather mm. than us driving them. And even the way I said that, the ideas that we're pursuing as if the pursuit of the idea is the end all. And it isn't. Really, yeah. it's obedience to the assignment that God's given us. Mm. And sometimes that's in a form of one bold idea, and sometimes it's in a form of another one. Yeah, And knowing when to let go, that's the key.
1: That's solid. That is solid. I think my my similar experience, again, honestly, I wonder if this was you. I don't remember who asked me this question, but they asked me something super simple, and they said, would you want to keep doing this if you never got credit for it? Mm. Obviously, my immediate response was, well, of course, I wouldn't do it otherwise, which was bunch of crap. And then I, I process it and a week later, had that, you know, coming to Jesus moment. And I realized, no, I think I'm doing this because it's connecting me to very high level people. It's giving me their credibility. It's bringing up my rep. I'm doing it
0: for all the wrong reasons, basically. Well, if I didn't tell you that I'd like to take credit for it. Yeah, you should. because It was really good <laughs> to, to, to play off your theme. I'll yeah. take, I'll take credit for it. <laughs>
1: I'm saying you really should. though. I'm pretty sure it was you, but I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. But yeah I, that 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 was the that was the kind of the coming to Jesus moment I had where I realized, ah oh, man, this idea really owns me because it's convinced me that it makes me look prettier in some form or fashion. Not like fashion wise, but you know, like in terms of reputation
0: in the business world. Yeah, well, we all know you to be fashionista, anyways. Darn right! I should start a clothing <laughs> company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kanye West is looking for a partner, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right, know you would. <laughs> All right, well, you perhaps have your own ideas about when it's time to say goodbye, and maybe you've said goodbye yourself in a number of different ways. We'd love to hear from you about that. Join the conversation. Jump out to our show page at boldideapodcast.com slash 103. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Next time, we are going to talk about how to say goodbye to your bold ideas. So this is kind of part one, right? We're going to talk about when it's time to say goodbye in this episode, as we've already discussed. But now next time, we're going to talk about how to say goodbye it kind of conjures up a few songs that might, might have to play, right? <laughs> so we're gonna have some breakup songs for our next episode. In any case, leave us a comment on boldideapodcast.com slash 103. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. Saying, go put your faith to work. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.